Thank you for listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. Hey, pharmacy community and everyone tuning in for the hashtag RX chat Twitter discussion. This is our second time doing this live show, and I am so excited to have a champion in the pharmacy business aspect, uh, Mr. Eric Ho with RX Wiki, my welcomed co-host. Good afternoon, Eric. How are you? Good afternoon, Todd. Doing great. Uh, so glad to be here on this uh, RX chat. I just want to let everyone know this has been explosive. I want to extend a very sincere uh, thank you to everyone who participates in RX Chat. I know you have busy lives. I know that you're taking care of patients. I know you're taking time out of your day, probably your lunch break, to participate in RX Chat. But it has been a phenomenal um, growth of the RX Chat on Twitter. And once again, I thank, um, thank our, our participants and especially a special thank you to RX Wiki. So let's get uh, started. Let's get right into some of the questions. We have some callers lined up already that is waiting to, uh, to um, participate with Eric and, and myself. Um, today's topic is the pharmacist of the future, bridging technology and pharmacy. So question number one was, how have you seen technology change pharmacy and patient care? And the uh, very first response to that is going to be Mr. Eric Ho. <laughs> well, uh, I really, really love this topic. Uh, i got to tell you, you know, there are so many things that pharmacists can do and already are doing. And as you know, the whole point of technology is to really make every unit of work that goes in uh, to taking care of a patient really go that extra mile. Um, I think, uh, you know, some of our uh, listeners who have been around a little longer remember when pharmacy was done all on pen and paper and in little lock boxes. And, uh, you know, I think some of the biggest impact, though, is really starting to free up the pharmacists to start doing things that are getting outside of just distribution of the meds and really starting to get touching, you know, uh, on what the patient really needs. Be able to put in that extra time, be able to use their knowledge to kind of look at the disease, look at the, the drug therapy, and make that extra mile a difference for the patient. Very good. And, um, I believe we do have a caller that has uh, some feedback to that. Uh, you, you are on the show. You are on RX uh, Chat with Eric Ho and Todd Uri, RX Wiki and the Pharmacy Podcast, and welcome to the show. Hey, Todd, thanks. Mike Gross, Retail Management Solutions. Hey, Mike, how are you? Hey, Mike. I'm fantastic. How are you? Very good. So uh, you should know something about uh, the pharmacy industry and technology, being a technology provider. Um, question number two was, do you think pharmacists are generally quick to adopt new tools and techniques? What do you think, Mike? You know, I, 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 I posted, and by the way, great show today. I, you know, I, I think it, you guys are doing a great job. Um, I, I, I posted on the, on the Twitter feed that, uh, you know, I have a 90-year-old grandfather who has an iPad, and he, he calls the, the family regularly, you know, using FaceTime. So, 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 again, I don't think age could be an excuse, especially in the 21st century. And, you know, to answer your question, um, I, I think there's, there's a, a slow but uh, changing tide, you know, in pharmacy owners embracing technology. Um, you know, there, part of it is I think, you know, there's an older generation of pharmacy owners that may be retiring and maybe 
selling the, the pharmacy maybe to a, a staff member or a family member who may be a little bit younger and a little bit more adaptable to technology. But I think um, as a whole, I think pharmacy owners are realizing that to, to stay competitive, to improve efficiency in their store, to help identify areas and trends, to uh, look at uh, data and analytics and, and identify uh, areas to invest in, um, they are realizing that they need to you know, leverage technology to, uh, to help run the business. There's, there's, no, longer a, uh, there's no longer room to uh, make uh, guesstimates at running the business. That's really good um, feedback, Mike. Um, Mike's with uh, RMS um, Retail Management uh, Systems, uh, been a provider of point-of-sale systems for some time, and really gets an insight to pharmacists who will adopt technician, pharmacy owners who adopt techni- uh, technology and what that means for their business and, and on behalf of the business overall. So um, we thank Mike for uh, for his participation. Eric, then, uh, I really want to underscore what Mike kind of said there about uh, you know age not being an excuse. Uh, for those of you following the RX chat, you'll see there's actually a few comments here uh, along the same vein that a lot of uh, patients that you might not necessarily expect to be using cutting-edge technology, consumer communications like iPads and tablets, um, Bluetooth headsets, touch t- uh, touchpad and high-definition visual, you know, really this is some cool stuff. Uh, we have to not forget that Patients are also, at the end of the day, consumers and everyday people, and if they can integrate some of these really interesting gadgets into their life that make their care easier and makes the pharmacist's life easier, I, I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunity there. So I'm, uh, thank you, Mike, for pointing that out. Yes, and um, I, you know, look back at, uh, m- you know, my time with pharmacy owners, uh, mostly in the closed-door pharmacy institutional space, and the adoption um of technology is very methodical. It kind of reflects back to who these individuals are from the very get-go, which is, you know, clinicians who who are very respectful to the information that they're able to source and study. I think that has something to do with adoption rate, Eric. I think, you know, a lot of these um, business leaders, um, you know, look at information and data to really drive decisions. And that's, uh, that's an area, too, uh, I don't know if we should definitely delve into, because that could be a conversation by itself, but the area of what technology can do to create um, a body of data, a body of evidence even, to show really where the need is, uh, whether it's what the dollar impact or whether it's a matter of quality of life for a patient. Um, I think a lot of pharmacists out there would agree that pharmacists are uniquely in that wedge where all the other healthcare providers kind of uh, work into. And so, be able to see that 40,000-foot uh, view using data collected by technology, I think, is a tremendous area that uh, perhaps a lot of people have already started digging into. Maybe they can call in and tell us about what they've done. Yes, if you're listening um, and you'd like to call in and um, and share your views and talk with uh, Eric uh, with RX Wiki and myself, please do so. You can call in at 646-378-1452. That's 646 378 one four five two, Eric. I have a question for you. This is our, our third question. That is, how do you feel that advances have made the biggest impact? Um, well, so definitely uh, take that one. I want to make a statement that I think a lot of people will probably agree with, especially in the healthcare field. That you know, while individual practitioners, whether it's you know pharmacists, doctors, nurses, I think as individuals we pick up technology very quickly. Uh, I think a lot of us will go out of our way really to look at what's new and cool out there. But uh, as an institution, unfortunately, healthcare is a little bit slow sometimes to pick up some of the more 
uh, progressive and dynamic things that maybe some of our, you know, cousin uh, industries have picked up. Um, one area I like to point out is uh, especially in the area of uh, social media. Talk a little bit about that data we were mentioning. Um, there's a few companies uh, out there, including uh, a longstanding one, Lithium Technologies, that they essentially mine data that is really out there in the public, the conversations people are having, uh, surveys and reviews, and passing information along that people can make uh, better decisions. Um, to answer the question, though, what I'd like to see really more of out there is, you know, starting to get a little more adoption of these kind of, uh, of technologies, integrating them into systems that already exist and really just kind of making some of those questions that we've tried to answer for so long go away. Yeah, that, that, that definitely makes sense. Um, I like the feedback we're getting, um, you know, a lot of insight. Um, you know, you're even being uh, quoted on Twitter, uh, Mr. Steven, on Contira with your team. And no matter the age of the patient, if tech makes their life better, they will use it. And um, that's a quote now, um, hashtag, ho knows. I didn't know you had your own hashtag, Eric, but that's that's tremendous. Uh, I hope that one doesn't trend too quickly, but uh, <laughs> flattered anyways. Yes, very good. We have a, um, a Twitter um, a participant, uh, Mr. Dan Munro, and he said, uh, pharmacy has a huge, ugly cloud ho ha hanging over the consumer side, Pricing transparency as it unravels, consumer trust equals first casualty, you know, RX chat. And um, it's not directly involved in the topic. However, technology can actually help to pull back the covers of transparency, I believe, with many things like how things are being paid for, uh, drug pricing, of course. And then more importantly, um, I think it, technology driving back uh, um, patient and pharmacist relationships through adherence and making things more uh, relevant to the patient and pharmacist. Well, I can't help but agree there. You know, uh, the question is talking essentially about what the biggest impact it can make, and I think, you know, there's, um, there's a certain intrinsic trust between a patient and their healthcare provider, whoever they may be, that really can never be replaced by technology. I think it certainly can be supported uh, by technology in many ways, and I, I think transparency has got to be one of the biggest, um, especially in our, our healthcare system today, where you'll walk into a doctor's office or a pharmacy and have no idea what you're going to pay for what you're about to get, um, I think being able to deliver that information, probably even to the clinicians, I think would be something that would really almost be uh, a pivotal change for the way we do business in healthcare. So we have a uh, another question. I'm curious um, uh, your answer, Eric, and your, your viewpoints, and that is, uh, where would you like to see the next big pharmacy technology breakthrough be? Uh, what specifically uh, technology, uh, whether that be automation, packaging systems, analytics? Uh, what do you think, Eric? Well, I would really like to see where technology could actually help patients make a, uh, a bigger jump when having ownership in their health. Uh, I think a lot of the people who have been in healthcare for a while would agree that you know, if everyone was just living a healthier life, we probably wouldn't be spending quite as much on healthcare as we are today. I, I think that's a pretty fair statement. Um, so patient education, I think, is an area that we really want to really see where technology can make a bigger difference. Uh, shameless plug, obviously, here at RxWiki, we're trying to see what we can't do to get pharmacists, uh, both online and in uh, the community setting, connected with patients you know, to better, better understand their, their medication, better understand their life, get a real grasp on what's going on in consumer-friendly terms as to what's going on with their care. Um, so that's where I'd like to see the next big break would be to see 
what the pharmacy can do to use technology to really get patients to become champions of health, their own champions, so that someone else doesn't have to do it for them. I have to agree, and um, talking about education, which is so important, there's a difference between just general education in the pharmacy world, which can, can confuse patients, and, um, and there's a lot of questions out there. They run to Google, they start putting in searches, and sometimes they can get incorrect information. Um, not to put you on the spot or, or embarrass you, uh, Eric, but RxWiki truly puts out verifiable information in palatable um, ways. So I can watch a video, I can go to RxWiki and put in a specific topic. There are specific topics that have already been arranged with uh, sometimes hundreds of other sources underneath them. So I think the RxWiki platform really enables a patient to make sense of what they're searching for and then, of course, be able to disseminate and communicate with their pharmacist better because now they're truly educated and, they're, and it's based on good information that was brought to the table by pharmacists in the first place. Absolutely. Again, uh, you know, pharmacists already benefit, I think, undeniably from being the most accessible healthcare professional. And uh, in many ways, I think the web and the Internet and a lot of these, you know, tablets and devices we carry around with us are really about having access to information. So it, it really just makes a lot of sense uh, to merge the two concepts together. I agree. So when we're when we're moving through kind of discussion points, and we have many gears that are shifting because of some of the opinions that expand, uh, Mr. John Nosta had made a comment, and that is really bringing in the system of healthcare overall, and uh, the medical doctors embracing pharmacy as a part of the solution. I think it's a really good point, and you know that's the perception, and goes down to national uh, recognition of pharmacists truly being uh, healthcare providers and being part of the patient care continuum. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's, uh, let's move to our uh, next question, and that is, what are your favorite tech resources and most closely watched areas of change? Hmm. Well, uh, like I said, I think a lot of the things going on in uh, new media are very interesting. Um, I, you know, this whole, I don't think, I don't know if all of our, our listeners know, but this whole uh, Rx chat kind of came out between this collaboration between here at Rx Wiki and yourself, Todd, right, over there at Pharmacy Podcast. Um, I mean, maybe this might be a good question for you. Can you take a, a stab at kind of letting us know what you think, maybe? Yeah, I, I think that, um, number one, I, I'm very proud of the collaboration between Pharmacy Podcast and, and RxWiki. Um, I love being a part of the pharmacy industry overall. There's so many facets, health system, long-term care, specialty, retail community, and, of course, combo. And um, I love being someone that can put out good information and topics and discussion so that we can really bring things to the forefront. Uh, we're the only um, – chat on Twitter in the healthcare space specific to pharmacy that actually has a podcast that goes up alongside of the actual hashtag RxChat. So I think we're very proud of, of what we've accomplished. There's so much more to do, and um, I, I very much want to obviously continue this. To answer the question, I think that media, I'm so glad you said that word because obviously with the pharmacy podcast, it's close to my heart. We need to expect that pharmacy media stay with the trends. If you go to Drug Topics, Pharmacy Times, Computer Talk, many of the uh, publications are out there. Even though they're doing a tremendous job sourcing good content, and they're great writers, excellent writers, 
they are having a very hard time understanding that they need to evolve off of the traditional paper magazine platform and start embracing some of the e-zine ways of moving through media. And they need to embed audio and video into, and this is aggressive, 100% of their stories. So every single one of their stories, taking a lesson from RxWiki, by the way, needs to have a written form and maybe an audio or video form of what's being said. Now, that may seem like a lot of work, but there's a way to actually accomplish that in, in the integration of YouTube or the integration of video or the integration of um, other partnerships to actually get that done. But in our age of mobile technology, in our age of Internet uh, resources, we need to uh, expect that our media is keeping up with that. Absolutely. And I want to throw in one more facet there. Obviously, you know, a lot of what we're talking about today is also being talked about on Twitter. Uh, Miss Ashley Mars uh, is saying that you know, Twitter is a great uh, way for news and discussion to get generated. And, uh, you know, today, obviously, we have the giant news that CVS is about to essentially ditch the idea of selling uh, cigarettes in their pharmacies. 8,000 pharmacies in the country are going to stop selling cigarettes on October 1st. And uh, outside, you know, I think there's a lot of conversation going on in the healthcare world about this giant shift. And obviously, that's all being mediated here in social media, uh, which is another step towards the future for pharmacy. It's kind of funny, Eric. I find, um, and maybe it might be kind of embarrassing to say, but a lot of my news is actually sourced through Twitter. And then, of course, I go out into the Internet to sometimes verify that. But I'm finding things out um, on Twitter uh, based on the way that you can search, of course, the searchable uh, sections, sometimes faster than, you know, um, you know, well-known um, news organizations, and and we're getting to know some of this information, especially in the healthcare healthcare marketplace, from our peers, which I think is incredible. Absolutely, and you know, uh, I actually caught the CVS news this morning from the Washington Post, so credit kudos out to them. But uh, like you're saying, I think a lot of the nuance that really can't be captured in uh, traditional media. Uh, the conversations, the discussions, those instant-by-instant instant kind of pulse feelings of what individuals are saying uh, really can't be captured anywhere better than on social media. Uh, Twitter being obviously a huge, a great example. Um, I think traditional media is trying to capture that with, you know, the man-on-the-street interview. But this is almost, you know, a constantly going, 24-7, plugged into across-the-world kind of man-on-the-street tool uh, that really is unprecedented. I, I just absolutely just love it. One of our uh, Twitter participants uh, with the RX Chat discussion, the Licorice product uh, project, uh, had retweeted uh, John Nosta's "Pharmacy will be seen as care source used earlier in the medical path, not just a place to pick up pills." Boy, and you know that that's that has to be echoed. I'm of course going to re retweet that, but that's exactly the point. It's um it's not just a place to pick up pills. This is a place to engage place to learn as a patient, place to ask more questions. I mean, the most accessible healthcare professional in your world, uh, you know, is the is your local community pharmacist. So leverage that and take advantage of it. Absolutely. And I think we started to see a little bit of that too. Um, this whole shift uh, towards, you know, uh, these giant retailers being seen as healthcare providers. You know, what, when you define a pharmacy, I think a lot of pharmacists would like for us to kind of get away from the idea that it's a place for you to pick up your milk, pick up your candy, and really about a place where you can touch base with someone who really knows about care, about health, about what's beyond us here, 
uh, medication, which is a big, gigantic piece of chronic disease management, which in turn is a big piece of what healthcare is today. There's a technology provider out there called Parada Systems who concentrates on integration of automation into pharmacies. They have systems that play in the small uh, pharmacy space. Then they have systems that could work in, um, in you know, small change per, uh, chains per se. And adherence packaging and uh, the way that uh, um, technology being integrated with the pharmacy management systems is kind of at the heart of what they're doing. Um, they, they help and sponsor with Pharmacy Times um, a program called uh, the Next Generation Pharmacist. And one of their awards is an award winner in technology. And um, I just think that's an incredible, one of the seven, I think, awards that they give out is just based on pharmacists using technology. And just kudos go out to uh, Parada Systems and Pharmacy Times for, uh, for that. And that event, by the way, is coming up. So uh, definitely look for next generation pharmacists out there. And, and, and go out there, if you're listening and if you're part of our chat, go out there and nominate a pharmacist that you know is really making a difference in our industry. That's so great, and I'm really glad pharmacists are getting a recognition. Uh, so there's been a sudden change actually in the Twitter chat. Looks like uh, a little bit of discussion about pharmacists getting involved into what I think is an extremely cutting edge area uh, of pharmacy genomics. Um, I don't know, Todd, have you seen anything in that space along those lines? You know, I haven't. Um, it's a. I think it's a. It's closer to the clinical side of pharmacy and not being a pharmacist, someone who only supports pharmacy and the business of pharmacy. Sometimes I'm left out of the loop to some of that uh, clinician loop back. So that's why I surround myself with smart, intelligent people like yourself, Eric. Well, I'm flattered. Well, I've actually looked a little bit into the genomic space. And, you know, some of us who have been around for a bit uh, remember when the, they first mapped the human genome. And it was, a oh, good Lord, an eight-year project. They spent $500 million on it. Uh, obviously, some of our tests today can actually run some pretty interesting fundamental kind of genomic tests at as little as a thousand, I've even heard numbers as low as five hundred dollars for an individual patient. Um, and I think uh, one of the Twitter uh, contributors here has mentioned that they're they're following a pharmacy genomics a PGX. Uh, here in Texas, we've actually got a, a group called Companion DX, uh, founded by a physician out of uh, MD Anderson. But uh, the actual care sessions are being run by uh, pharmacists, pharmacogenomists who are running uh, genetic assays on patients, looking at their uh, liver enzymes, and actually titrating medication and, you know, chronic disease therapy based on their specific genetic makeup. Uh, so two patients on a warfarin dose that used to be the same suddenly have very dramatically different ones based on whether they're a metabolizer or a poor metabolizer. Um, I, I just think uh, in the years to come, we're going to see some really mind-blowing things uh, coming from pharmacy and pharmacists at that space. Well, there, uh, there's the nail on the head when it comes to our subject today, um, is being able to really understand the pharmacist of the future, bridging technology and pharmacy, and um, right down to um, even even analytics that's going to pull out uh, how to curb and change and stop certain disease states through that genome, um, you know, research. So that's incredible. That is, it really is incredible. It's, it, sometimes I wonder, you know, I don't know if you do this, but I stop and wonder. <laughs> we started living in the future, and uh, I'm very happy that we were here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what, what were they doing 100 years ago? It's uh, it's absolutely amazing the the, <laughs> the the strides that we're definitely making. So we're having a, a lot of conversation today. Once again, um, the RX chat session on Twitter uh, live happening now. 
Um, you can call into the show and ask um, uh, Eric and I um, any questions or share your thoughts. Uh, the number is 646-378-1452. And I'll tell you what, um, this has been our uh, second time uh, parallel uh, with a podcast, live podcast show with the RX chat. I've had some outside organizations, by the way, uh, compliment us. Uh, there is a hosting platform that was founded out of um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and they have Austin Roots, by the way, and that's the name of uh, the, the hosting platform called Lipson. And um, they host podcasting, and they, they found out what we were doing, and they thought it was super, super innovative, and they actually gave us a little plug, so I was pretty excited about that. That's great. And I think those things uh, are really what pharmacy is kind of looking for now, that there's, you know, there's a great parallel there in that pharmacies are looking to be visible. Uh, they're accessible. They're knowledgeable. But uh, as we all know, we're underutilized and underrecognized for the impact we can make. So to get that kind of a, uh, a vote of confidence, I think, is very encouraging. That's just it. And I, I think when we start trending on, on Twitter, which we did last week, and um, and it's all about uh, the business and the profession of pharmacy, we start to raise our uh, heads in, in pride, knowing that what we're doing uh, to help um, become part of a an overall care system to better patient lives and better people's lives. Um, I take a lot of pride in that and being part of this. Um, I love supporting uh, pharmacists and pharmacy businesses. So this is kind of all part of it. We'll continue to you know churn out the RX chats and the um, and the team behind RX chats. Obviously, RX Wiki has been so instrumental in getting us out there. If you haven't seen, we just came out with a new logo. The RX Wiki team put this together. Uh, Mia Beam sent it to me this morning. It's absolutely incredible. Take a look. If you hashtag RX Chat in um, in the search field in Twitter, you'll pick up all of the RX Chat conversations, and you can search through there and find our logo. Uh, we have our own logo now, Eric. <laughs> That's great. That's really great. Uh, it's funny, you know, you know, those little things about presentation and uh, and style really do make a big difference. Um, I think uh, a lot of what technology can do for us additionally is just, you know, being able to take some of the, you know, the guts and the making of the sausage of healthcare and really package it in a way that makes patients comfortable. And I think, you know, there's a lot to be said about for quality of life of patient comfort, even if it seems to be something as small as that. So uh, taking from one of Andrew Berg's um, postings, uh, Twitter postings, he said, question is, why did it take so long? A, state, uh, shareholders uh, don't like leaving revenue on the table, not matter, uh, you know, to the cost. And then Goldie um, Ewerly, uh who's a PharmD, she had said, you know, $2 billion per year revenue is why. You know, there's always this balance between profit and, um, and pharmaceuticals, which is a whole other topic, and pharmacy and the actual distribution of care and the follow-up of care and adherence. And, uh, and, and, of course, passing through the information and the, um, the, the overall uh, outcomes for uh, patients and needs. And there's, there's a balance there that, as professionals, we all have to be aware of and uh, know exactly, um, you know, the oath that we've all, I think, taken uh, to, um, to deliver patient care first and then see profit come through. Uh, that has to be kept in mind. Definitely. And I think, you know, pharmacists out there, Really do that. Do really get that. That there's. To be honest, at the end of the day, I don't think there's a better feeling than knowing that you made a tremendous difference in some individual's life because you did the best you could for them as a patient. 
Um, I don't think there's almost any amount of money that can be, you know, get, got received from in reimbursements or whatever may be the case that can really trump that. And uh, there's some meaning to be derived there that I think you really can't replace. Yeah, we did a show recently with um, Diplomat Pharmacy, uh, which is a specialty pharmacy out of Michigan. They're an enormous privately owned special organization, and they have an entire department that was dedicated to patient adherence, which was one of our uh, last shows that we did. And uh, Brenda Hawks kind of leads their patient adherence. Um, and you can hear right in her voice the passion to truly care for patients. And, you know, there's uh, some complexities in pharmacy and pharmacy care, um, but it boils down to truly, uh, you know, hand-in-hand hand, uh, caring for our patients and ensuring that uh, they're receiving the uh, the care that they need, but also reassuring them uh, through the education that we have uh, as as pharmacy professionals uh, of what we what we know to curb worries that they may have about their uh, their conditions. Sure. Well, Don, I know this. Uh, we might not have enough time to really delve into this, but uh, Kurt Proctor, our friend over at NCTA, tweeted. Uh, Pharmacists will definitely be very involved with pharmaceuticals. When will they be able to order the necessary tests? You know, uh, I think we probably don't want to talk about it today, but we certainly do probably want to approach to eventually have a conversation about where does a change in the pharmacist's role, the change of provider status, start to merge with what pharmacists can do uh, for patients. I don't know here in the last couple of minutes if you had any, you know, just off-the-cuff thoughts about where that might start to uh, match up. I think um, knowing that the NCPA has um, has a tremendous amount of education for pharmacists, pharmacy owners, I think it's something that we should uh, make into a completely separate topic and maybe our own our own uh, RX chat uh, forum and maybe even invite uh, a member of the NCPA to the show. I think that'd be great. And you heard it here first. I think the RX chat is now beginning to spawn more of its own RX chat. So <laughs> I believe that. system going now. Hey, I thank you so much, Eric, for co-hosting today's RX Chat Pharmacy Podcast. Um, and thank you so much to RX Wiki for being a co-host. And um, we hope that you guys will be back uh, in the future for another RX Chat session. Thank you. Stay healthy out there. Bye-bye.